Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada, Brand new Instinct Motion and Comp Boots are out now. Go to the website, go check out the whole catalog, get yourself familiar, then head down to your local dealer and make your purchases. Make sure that you are protected and feeling comfortable, fitted properly, head to toe with Fox. And on on track or off track, you know you're going to find the best stuff from Fox Racing Canada. We can go to the Fox Racing USA website as well. Everything's got to have the same stuff. Also on board with us is Phoenix Handlebar, Jason Gerald over at Phoenix Handlebars. Once you go to the website, go through the survey, find out exactly what bars are for you and uh, save some money on there. Uh, you can contact Jer uh, Jason directly. If you, All you have to do is direct message me on Instagram and I will connect you guys to save some money on Phoenix Handlebars. And finally with us, as always, is... Guts Racing, Andy Gregg over at Guts Racing is uh, just way too nice a guy. I had to jump on and support the Bingham X Radio podcast, which I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, a very special guest, someone who next month will celebrate 25 years at this absolutely icon, a juggernaut within the motocross industry over at Fox Racing USA. He is the North American Marketing Manager Mark Finley. Mark, how's it going? Great. How you doing, Brad? Good to uh, good to catch up. Good to be on the show. Thanks for that um, great intro there. <laughs> hey, thanks thanks for making the time, man. And it's not just the AC. I think it's talking to you, giving me these goosebumps right now as we spoke off air. Anytime that I get an opportunity to uh, wax intellectually about the sport of motocross that I am absolutely obsessed with, uh, at, a, at a at a brand like Fox Racing uh, is is just it never gets old for me whatsoever. You and I talk and shop a little bit off fair and uh yeah the things are flowing now and uh re really excited to have you on the show yeah like i said great to be here and um you know this like you said this is a, a great time for us right now as we launch a whole new line of boots um today actually the september 6th was our go live date for three new boots in the lineup um the all new instinct boot um redesigned from the ground up and then we um, like we talked about we've got an all new motion boot kind of sits in the middle of our boot line and then we've got our uh, all-new comp boot as well, which is kind of our recreational or, or entry-level boot in our lineup. 
Absolutely. And we're going to go through all three of those boots to get not only the differences, but the features and benefits to getting each one of those into your uh, your lineup or into your gear bag. Uh, but let's get to know Mark Finley a little bit. 25 years at an iconic brand like Fox Racing. You must have some stories uh, of not only uh, how that came to be, uh, but uh, probably a few different titles over the years before landing as North American <laughs> marketing manager. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, I've been here since 97 and I, um, I got, I worked in the industry that I worked with Troy Lee, um, like right out of high school, just like you and I were talking, I've been, I was a moto kid, like growing up down in Southern California and San Diego. Um, not a ton of race when I was growing up, more like desert scene down there. I, we grew up in El Cajon where at my age, um, Rick Johnson, Ron Lachine, Brock Glover, like all those guys are from El Cajon. And, um, I'm right around, I was growing up in that zone where those guys were all riding and practicing down in those areas. So um, from high school, came uh, was able to, my brother's in the industry as well. He's two years older than me, and he helped me get a job at Troy Lee Designs and uh, literally working in the warehouse. Really, Troy's was really small at the time. And uh, I spent about five years there. It was awesome. Couldn't ask for a better start in the industry. And um you know what? I saw a job listing for uh, Fox Racing, and and uh, like you said, being like the iconic brand that they were in Moto at the time, I'm like, God, I'd love to work for the number one brand in Moto. And uh, flew up to San Jose. I was I was living in Corona at the time. Flew up to San Jose and interviewed with Pete Fox and Greg Fox and a few of the design team up there, and actually started at Fox as a product developer. So I was working directly with Pete and some of the other designers um, on product. And then I was a liaison with our factories in Asia, um, getting products uh, manufactured and designed and developed with our factories. I'd never even traveled out of the country until I started at Fox in 97 and did my first trip over to Asia that first year and um, was kind of on my way with with the brand. And like you said, I was doing product development, um, moved into category management for a number of years. um, And then most recently on the marketing side. So really, I love just talking about the brand and um, the family and the product. It's it's just what I love doing. So um, it's been a, a killer ride. Coming from the El Cajon zone, uh, a place where <laughs> uh, like Ricky Johnson famous for that, uh, the thinker pose. It's it's uh, serendipitous that we're talking about boots because that was one, maybe one of the most iconic boot ads ever. He's just sitting on, uh, I believe it's a, a bike stand wearing just the, the brand new boot from uh, from Fox, which at the time I believe was uh, was made by AXO. Um, but uh, like it's, it, it, it must've been incredible for you to walk the, through those those doors for the first time long before uh, the the headquarters was as, as amazing as it is to this day uh, and then be working with um, like nothing short of basically an apparel mad scientist that is Jeff Fox uh, his eye for um, artwork and design and innovation and, and basically changing the game uh, while the competition tries to keep up. Uh, it was is basically a, a, a nonstop hit parade. Whether it was the the spider uh, webs, the polka dots, or anything else in between, um, what, what were some of those early days like for you? Aside from just uh, having to pick your job off the floor more often than not. <laughs> no, that's a great question. You know, it was awesome at that time in '97 when I moved up to to San Jose. The offices were based in Morgan Hill. Um, it was actually a full family um, program. Jeff Fox was obviously the president and the founder of the company. 
but his um, his whole all of his kids worked at the at the company at the time. Uh, Pete Fox was heading up design. Greg Fox was more on the sales and operations side. Those were the two um, oldest uh, children. Greg being the oldest, and Pete a couple years younger than than Greg. Uh, and then John Fox, their younger brother, was on the design side of the business. And Anna Fox, their sister, um, also worked in the uh, uh, planning department, like purchasing. So um, even their mom, Josie Fox, has done quite a bit. So at that time, it was such a good family dynamic where um, I felt like those guys all kind of kept each other in check. Uh, you know, Pete was always pushing the envelope, Pete Fox on the design side. Uh, like you mentioned, Spiderweb, Polkadot, um, Zebra, those were all creative ideas that Pete had that I think probably scared his dad a bit, um, even his brother Greg. But I think what Pete did was really aligned uh, those products with the right riders. He, he obviously was um, really instrumental in signing Rick Johnson. And the, the story goes, when he went down to meet with Rick Johnson to, to try and get him to ride for Fox, he had some of those original designs of zebra and polka dot. And, and um, I think Rick realized like uh, that could really help set him apart from some of the other riders uh, in the field at that time. And Pete obviously realized uh, that would be great for the, for the brand to bring on a rider like Rick and get him in iconic, different graphics um, to really set the brand apart from, from everything else that was out there. I think you and I were talking there was a time where you used to have the, the brand, the motorcycle brand logos on the side of the gear, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Honda. Um, so, you know, and of course, AXO, JT, all those guys were really at the top of the, the heap at that time as well. Um, I think Pete realized the importance of the rider connection um, with, with the gear designs where uh, they just went hand in hand with each other. So, yeah, those times were amazing. Um, I, I couldn't have asked for a, a better start at the brand than they'd be able to work with the family. Certainly. And when you, you started a brand new new company, you're in product development. It's not like you, you get your fingerprints on something the first month and out the door it goes. All of these projects are always uh, months, years in the making. Uh, you show up on scene the very f- same year that uh, Shift also uh, made that uh, emergence with uh, with Jeff Emming. He wins the Supercross Championship that year as well as backing up the su- Outdoor Motocross Championship from the year prior. Um, what was the first product that you worked on? I had the most amount of input on, uh, and before you saw it uh, roll out onto uh, showroom floors and have people gobble it up. Yeah, great question. Um, hey, just going back to Shift, what's interesting yes. about Shift is I I was working at Troy Lee prior to Fox, and I remember um, Jeff was wearing showy. Jeff Nemec was wearing showy helmets at the time, and. Uh, Pete Fox had sent down a shift catalog to Troy um, and, and was trying to get him to paint a showy helmet with the camo graphics on it. And I remember we were all standing around looking at the shift catalog and we're like, this is awesome. Like, what is this? And um, of course that was just prior to the brand launching. Um, So we had a little bit of insight, or I had a little bit of insight to shift prior (laughs) to heading up to Fox and, um, and then really working on the product. So that was, that was just kind of a cool, like little background story of like the first time I truly remember seeing the shift product um, before it really hit market was that catalog at Troy's uh, and Troy painting a custom helmet for Jeff uh, for the outdoors. And then um, when I started, I worked underneath a, um, a man, my manager was heading up all the product development. So he was uh, leading a crew of us that were working on different categories. And I remember working on some of the shift product 
some of the first shift pants. I remember uh, seeing those come to life. And then in particular, like dirt paw gloves, dirt paw gloves are like our entry level glove. And we, we, it's just a great uh, performance product for the price. And I remember uh, working on those uh, and having feedback on that product before it went to market. Um, and just, I had no idea of the, the volume, you know, that we were doing as a brand, uh, just starting at the company. Um, and so once those got into market and I would see the size of the orders that were going out to dealers, I was blown away. Um, so dirt pod gloves, 180 gear were some of the first products I was allowed to work on. Okay. There was a big transition. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, there was a big transition at that time too. I don't know if you remember those, um, cotton gel printed jerseys that were just crazy. They looked awesome, but they were hot and heavy. Oh yeah. My first um, Jersey was, uh, was a cotton Fox Jersey and, uh, like an um, amazingly, an I think it's still, or, yeah. Yeah. Super thick. Yep. Same thing with the gloves yeah. too. I have an old pair of paw tectors, and uh, the the neoprene on the on the top of the hands goes all the way to the end of the fingers. Yeah. So not optimal for hot weather riding. Like so. Yeah. Just the evolution in materials and trims. Like so. I remember when we first started uh, going to polyester sublimated jerseys. There was a jersey in our line called the O2 jersey. That was one of our first sublimated styles. So. Yep. I have it. It's funny. I have it here. Yeah, dude, totally. So you're bringing back some memories now where um, I remember those shifts and like how we were doing things. There was a year where the HC jersey, which was our number one jersey at the time, it was like a $29 cotton jersey with a gel print. It matched up with a 180 pant. Mid-season one year, we realized, gosh, we've got to switch these to polyester sublimation. It's just such a better product. And uh, we went ahead and... Um, mid-season switched the graphic um changed the polyester and and really the rest is history as far as jerseys go from that point on well you you just that like that whole sequence just hit home on so many levels for me uh mark because uh i just text I'm about to text you over a picture where uh because my, my dad was he dressed me up a little bit uh frankenstein than you do than i'd i had set head to the track nowadays um like I used to wear black 180 pants with the O2 jersey and uh, blue paw tectors that were uh, it, it was quite the look, but I was pretty proud of it. Uh, I'm a little bit more matchy matchy now, but uh, uh, once upon a time, uh, I, you couldn't get me out of that gear. That was my favorite stuff. I still have it to this day, um, and uh, and th those were all great products. And and those really sort of when you went to a local race. Back, uh, back in in around that time, around the the 2000 2001 era, everybody had the the, the 180 and the 360 pant, uh, and uh, yeah, it was the HC jersey, which I think uh, Carmichael wore at the uh, U.S. Open on a two on a 250, wearing number six. And I think that yeah. was the only time he ever did. It was I, I had to actually I had to uh, text Pete about it as, as to figure out what jersey it was because it was uh, those things were hot. And uh, and then yeah, eventually once you guys got those into polyester, then that was it just took off like a shot. Yeah, the other thing looking back at all that is how baggy everything was. Like there was so much excess fabric. Um, I would say you know, rubber logos, like excessive use of heavy rubber logos on the pants. But at the time, that was kind of what was going on. And I think yeah. a lot of folks, a lot of riders looked at that as protection. Like a heavy thigh logo was great protection on the thigh area. Um, we had knee logos, heavy knee logos. Um, but yeah, those were, 
those were fun times as, as the team really started to push for slimmer fits, um, more advanced fabrics, better ways to print. One of our top, our high-level jerseys in the line at that time was, was a blend. I think it was a cotton poly blend. It was called the FX jersey, um, which was a little higher-end jersey in the line. And then we quickly switched that to sublimation as well, and we called it the SFX. And all that was was a sublimated FX jersey. Um, and that became like our, one of our core mid-tier jerseys in the line for a number of years. Yeah, no, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's funny, like, and then merchandising, like, going through and realizing what you just said earlier, like how in Moto, so many people want to match their jersey and pan, obviously. Um, and so we realized from a merchandising standpoint, hey, let's take the 180 name from the pan, the 360 name from the pan, let's, let's name the jerseys the same name, where we had the O2, we had the FX, the SFX, the HC, um, there's obviously a lot of cross merchandising where you can do exactly what you said, Brad, where you're wearing the 180 pant with the O2 jersey because you like the polyester jersey. Um, we still encourage that, but now if someone really wants to do that direct matchup, the naming um, was was a big change over the years from our with our merchandising as well, where we just got things to link up. Yeah, no, it, it was a great way to basically like this is this is a complete set. It's the 180 180 jersey, 180 pant, and uh, and I personally coupled uh, coupled that look with a pair of Firmacomp boots, uh, which is uh, which is a few iterations before uh, the boots that we're going to be talking about on this podcast. But those eventually did evolve um, into uh, into the F series, which were uh, which were which were great boots in, in throughout the prime of uh, a guy like James Stewart's career and, and the very tail end of, uh, of Ricky Carmichael's career, uh, a great boot, uh, which was just on the horizon of, uh, of basically what I would consider to be a game changer in uh, in the first iteration of uh, of that instinct yeah absolutely the forma and then the forma um the forma comp the forma and then we got into a series of the formas where we were we were making iterations of those so we had the f3r um, we had the f3 and then we had the f3r where we just kept fine-tuning um that boot which um like you said preceded uh the instinct boot and um when we when it came to instinct, it's exactly what you said. We we really wanted to bring something that was very different and very forward thinking to the market. Um, back in 2011 is when that launched, and that really that really changed the game um, as far as how people thought about Fox and premium motocross boots. Um, the instinct um, really did a lot of what we wanted it to do as far as um, bringing a, a high level performance boot for pro level riders um, to the marketplace and really go after the, the premium boot market. We know, we all know there, there's the leaders in the boot market and, and, you know, we know they make great products and, and we, we challenge ourselves to, to get something uh, in the market that would really challenge those guys. Well, certainly. And, 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 but yeah, right before you guys ended up inter- introducing the, uh, the, the instinct, um, the Fox boots had sort of arrived at that level, given the fact that, um, famously Ricky Carmichael known for, for where basically wearing Fox, uh, he, the only thing he didn't wear Fox was the, the bell helmet for his first year on, uh, he was, he was bell, uh, Fox helmet, uh, in, in 99. Uh, he was, he was basically, uh, head to ankle, uh, for a number yep. of years, almost 10 years, and uh, his final year uh, was absolutely head to toe. Basically, uh, getting a nod from uh, from the goat himself, saying, uh, "You can go uh, with Fox, uh, like the in- 
the entire wardrobe. Uh, and I think that was big. Um, basically reestablishing Fox as that premium boot brand on top of already having uh, some great offerings uh, on the helmet side as well as uh, as obviously gear, which was uh, which was a huge one for you guys. Um, how important was it to be like to be able to be basically have a seat at the table of that premium boot band? Yeah, it was um, really important for us, and, and you nailed it. Like having Ricky's blessing, um, he helped us at the tail end of the development of the Instinct boot. Um, as you mentioned prior to that, he was wearing another brand. And um, I'll tell you what's funny looking back on it, Brad. You know who helped us a ton on the boots were the Geico guys. We had um, Craig oh, yeah. Nard. That's right. Yeah, we had Barsha, Eli, Tomac. Eli, Tomac one. Yeah, Blake Warden to a Tomac. lesser extent, I'm sure. Yeah, Blake Warden exactly. So, uh, thinking back on it, those guys were instrumental in addition to Ricky for us to get the boot right. The cool thing about um, having the Geico team is every guy was a little bit different as far as what they wanted in a boot. So when you develop a, um, a glove or a race pan or a jersey, um, it's it's pretty easy to get it right, you know, get the fit right, get the right materials, the articulation built into it, which we pride ourselves in. But with boots, a big challenge is, is wear points. Like each guy rides a little different um, depending on what motorcycle they're riding. The frame might wear on the inside of the boot in a different spot. So building samples in the base size and then opening up um, a few of the sizes that the riders are early and um, knowing that you might have to scrap that tooling because there might be a wear point issue or a hot spot, um, it, those guys were awesome in those couple years of development uh, in the instinct. So uh, there was a time where um, when we launched the booth, we did a big launch party at the, uh, the instinct back in 2011. We did a big launch party at our original office down here in Irvine, California. And um, most of our advertising, everything was around the Geico team. And, um, when Eli rode in the boots for the first time, he's like, man, he's like the feel and the, and the um, mobility of the boot. He's like, I feel like I'm a little bit faster, um, you know, in the instinct boot. And one of our taglines was it's, it's the first boot that can make you faster. And that was like directly from Tomax, you know, just off the cuff comments when he came off the test track. So those were fun times. We learned a ton about durability, um, sizing, um, and different needs for the different riders at that point. Who'd have thought a guy who'd be uh, go on to be known for a guy of, for uh, not known for many words would end up getting a tagline like that? Just uh, just a quote machine uh, early uh, early career, Eli Tomac, um, and it was yeah. a great boot, and, and it must have been amazing for you to see that uh, basically uh, come from concept all the way to delivering, um, especially with Chad in 2011, where like I said earlier, uh, if you went around to a local race in and around that time. Uh, Fox boots that arrived. Yeah, um, Chad was instrumental as well. Um, huge, just from a um, coverage perspective. He was just such a, an exciting rider at the time uh, with everything that he had going on in his career. So the timing couldn't have been better. Yeah, and the instinct, initial instinct boot was such a long time coming. And Pete, Pete really drove home that we never really wanted a true launch date set in stone for the instinct we wanted to launch it when it was ready and um so in our minds we all kind of had these dates and they would always you know we would let them slide by because riders were telling us they weren't ready or there were durability issues there were things that we had to fix um and even the first production on those instincts we only did uh, i think 500 pairs of a special colorway they were the white and red ones yes. and we 
we launched with that original colorway with a limited production to, to get them into the market and see, to understand if there was any other things we may have missed during all of our testing before we went into our main production. And we let, we let our dealers know about that. There's going to be a little bit of a gap in production, but we want to get these first ones out there. Um, and it might've been 2,500 globally, Brad, that we allowed to get into the market before we went and did like our mass first production of the boots. And those, that colorway wasn't part of the next mass production. Those were the very first instincts with the white red. Well, there you go. There's all kinds of uh, behind the scenes knowledge when you're, when you're dealing with a guy who was on scene for all of this. Um, now the instinct was a, was a fantastic, like was a fantastic boot when it first came out. It continued to get better. Um, but the biggest change that I noticed, especially when trying them on right up, right uh, in the showroom floor, is how much uh, more comfortable they were right out of the box versus, uh, say, like an, like an F3R um, in previous models, which, like, you as well as I know, like, there would be guys who would be kicking and screaming to put on new uh, new boots, regardless of what brand it was, say 15 years ago, because break-in periods and and the break-in process was tedious at best and uh, and and terrible at the worst. Um, so, like, what was the the thought process, and how did you guys be able to achieve that? Basically, walking into a brand new pair of boots, feeling like uh, like like not only you protected, but you're, you're feeling like um, you've had these boots on for, for quite some time. Yeah. A couple of things there. Um, the driving force again, Pete Fox was really pushing for what we called instant step in comfort. We knew that as customers put the boots on in a dealership um, or anyone that puts a shoe on in a store, um, comfort is one of the first things you're looking for and you notice. So he was he was really pushing us to have the boot almost feel like a running shoe. He's like, I want it to be as comfortable as a running shoe as you get into it. So the internal foam package that was selected um, was really important from our development side, but also going with the hinge system was really important for us as well to, to limit the break-in time. We realized with the hinge, and of course other brands have hinges on their boots, and we, we know they're great boots, and we've ridden in them. So we wrote in all the competitor boots that had hinges. We understood the pros and the cons of, of their designs. And we wanted a boot that used a hinge system, but still had a really natural like leather boot feel. Um, so dampening built into the insole area to really dampen it, dampen vibration. Using rubber um, compound, we used Duratac on that original boot for the outsole, but we also used it on the hinge itself. Our idea was to not have any plastic really touching the side of the motorcycle. We wanted it to be the Duratac rubber material to really dampen any of your contact points with the side of the frame or the foot peg itself. So the hinge allowed us like right out of the box mobility, but it also um, provided lateral support because of the plastic hinge itself. Um, and it wouldn't break down over time. A lot of times a full leather boot, you get it to that sweet spot where it's broken in and you just love your boots. And then they start to break down a bit where that ankle system kind of, that ankle area starts to bulge a little bit and the boots can kind of almost lay over on their own. Um, with our TPU hinge system, uh, we really didn't have breakdown over the lifespan of the boot. So our term that we started to use was zero break in, was zero breakdown was kind of our, our, um, our philosophy there with the hinge system itself. 
Well, I, that that you're preaching to the choir, man, because I got my first pair of instincts about six months ago from Fox Racing Canada. JC and uh, Danica White were uh, JC Sites and Danica White were nice enough to send me a pair for me yeah. to, uh, to to as a rider promo. And I I swear to God, I will show it to you right now. To this day, I have the uh, packing slip that came came with it here at my desk. The fact that uh, Fox Racing uh, sent me rider promo. Uh, um, apparel uh, still to this day blows my mind. Um, and, but those boots take a lick in, and, and they're they might be made of kryptonite because they don't change. Like the like the, the soles, they like they look like basically brand new, which probably means they need to ride more. But feeling that connection to the bike, not having any slip points, like literally, it feels like I'm I'm able to grip the motorcycle regardless if it's with my heels or with with the sides of my legs, um, and, and just the durability of it. Like they, I've used them in a video today. They look brand new, and I've been riding with them for six months, uh, which is which is a problem for you guys. You're not going to sell nearly as many boots from having people having to replace them, um, but uh, probably makes up for it with people hanging on the tailgates, being like, "Hey, if you need a new pair of boots, go grab yourself some uh, some instincts because these is, things just keep lasting." And now to know that the the instincts improved, well, I guess that just uh, makes everyone's decision right there. Yeah, there were a lot of things we learned with the original Instinct. Um, as you mentioned, the outsole, we had a, a, a section of the outsole that could be replaced on the on the Instinct boots. And the new versions, uh, the Instinct, the Motion, and the Comp, the entire outsole comes off now where we found can come off it to be replaced. It's a spare part now. Um, and we, we sold the old inserts as spare parts as well. But we realized that shoe cobblers sometimes had issues with that insert because Riders would wear in front of the insert or behind the insert, and then putting in the insert back in, it didn't always line up right. It was definitely hard to deal with. So um, the outsole replacement is going to be much easier for every shoe cobbler out there. Also, um, sizing was another thing that we really wanted to focus on with the with the new Instinct and, and all of the boots. So with Instincts, we felt like we were about a quarter size small from a length perspective. Um, even the toe box for some folks was a little bit, um, uh, not tall enough. There wasn't enough room in the toe box. And then the forefoot area, if you had a wider foot, the, the instinct was a little bit narrow. So those were some areas that we wanted to address. And the fact that we were redesigning, um, the instinct and the comp boot, and then introducing an all new motion boot, it was the perfect time to introduce a new fit, um, which you'll find in all three boots. So again, those, there were so many learnings with instinct from our pro riders and our customers and our dealers that we wanted to, um, we wanted to introduce with these new styles. And uh, I feel like we've gotten into a really good place. The other thing kind of running on here a little bit, but the other thing we wanted Dude, to do was, yeah, yeah. We wanted to introduce half sizes as well because we felt like a precise fit is so important for a rider. If you've got a little bit of slack in the boot or if it's a little bit too tight, um, you're just not going to have a great experience. So the 9, 10, and 11, and all three of our new boots come in half sizes. So you can really fine tune um, or get the perfect fit for your foot. Um, and we just looking at research on sales. Those are, those are the, the three highest volume in sales, 9, 10, 11. So we wanted to, to tackle those, uh, that size segmentation with our half sizes. 
Well, exactly. And you guys must have had me in mind or maybe been reading my emails lately going back and forth with Danica White over at Fox Racing Canada because I, I forever have been right in between a 9 and a 10. I've, I've worn different brands in the 9. I've worn different brands in the 10. Um, and I, I may be squeezing into a 9 and a 10 feels floppy after uh, a couple of months of riding. Uh, the, the porridge was just the right temperature in these nine and a halfs that I got, uh, in the, in the, the motion boot. And, uh, yeah, exa- like that can literally be the difference between somebody, uh, choosing to go with that boot in store or not. And, uh, I was actually really excited to hear, uh, th- that from one of my local dealers here, uh, Headingley Sport Shop, uh, that not only all three boots, uh, share the very same fitment characteristics. So if you fit one, uh, one level of line, you're going to be able to graduate with the lineup uh, all the way up to the instinct, as well as uh, as the fact that they do come in uh, the, those half sizes, which, like I said, is really important for a guy like me who's right in between. Yeah, it's, Brad, it's funny. I remember on the current instincts, I was in between a 10 and an 11. Like I wear a 10 tennis shoe. Um, I wear 10 in everything, uh, any brand of tennis shoes. But the 10 instincts, as I mentioned, we when we heard it from customers, um, could tend to be a little bit short, um, maybe a quarter size short. So um, I was the same way. I had to wear a size 11 instinct with a thick sock, which I still had some room in, which just wasn't a precise fit for me um, on the, you know, out on the track. And now um, I'm, I'm into a size 10 just perfectly. They fit me uh, so good. And so similar to your experience, we want to make sure customers aren't having that experience. They can find that perfect size. And then, our motion, the new motion boot, um, which is now what we're calling our performance motocross boot, um, that's going to go all the way down to a size five. So now we have a hinged uh, performance race boot for youth riders, starting at size five, six, and seven. And then obviously the adult sizes start at eight. Um, and the other thing we realized with that, for someone like Danica White, um, female riders, feet, yep. they need their little feet, and they also need a boot that's a little bit shorter. Um, a lot of times the, the men's boots are just a little too tall and get are they're getting too close to their knees and their knee braces or their guards. Um, so now that five, six, and seven in the motion is a race ready hinge boot, um, in those smaller sizes that are going to work for youth riders, but also for those female riders. Absolutely. And yeah, that, that's definitely going to help out female riders on top of the fact that, uh, also, uh, in addition to having, uh, smaller feet, women also usually have larger calves and also have a, uh, lower insert on where they're like the, the calf muscles, uh, insert lower down in the, in the uh, the leg. So having something a little bit shorter allows for, uh, for, for them to have that sort of the, the gastrocnemius and the other muscle in the back to be able to be fully compensated back there and, and have room for that, uh, which, which would be huge for, uh, for female riders. So if, if there's a female rider out there that's having issues with basically feeling like a, a motocross boot is sort of choking out your legs a little bit, you might want to look at the, at the motion, uh, if, uh, if that happens to be a problem. Yeah, it's um, we really covered a lot with with the updated fit. We're we're super happy with where we've landed, and um, to your point, just just having the right boot for for a wider range of customers out there is really what we wanted to get. Hundred percent. So, um, say I'm in a pair of instincts right now. Uh, I'm going to my local dealer. How do I make the decision of what to go to? What are the main differences as far as features and benefits and uh, and upgrades from the instincts that I love to the instincts that I'm looking for? Yeah, the new instinct, um, 
I would say, obviously, first and foremost, the fit is going to be more of a true fit now. So I will say um, if you're a size 10 tennis shoe, I would start with a size 10 in the Instinct. And then some of the upgrades we've made to the Instinct, we're, we're using a new um, – uh, we have three different uh, outsole materials that we're using across the board now. So the Instinct is using what we're calling UltraTac, and that's going to give you the best blend of grip uh, on the foot peg and durability. But I would say we've leaned way more towards the grip and the feel for the bike with UltraTac. Um, as you go down to like a compute, you're going to get a, a bigger durability play on what we're calling pause attack. As you go more durable with that outsole material, you get a little more brittle or a little stiffer, and you don't have quite as great of a feel for the motorcycle. So with UltraTac on the Instinct boot, we wanted to give the rider kind of the tackiest, best grip for the peg and also the inside of the uh, the inside of the boot against the side of the motorcycle. So UltraTac being used on the outsole, it's also being used on the medial side or the inside of the boot in three different areas. Um, the lower portion of the foot uses um, the UltraTac material. The hinge cover uses UltraTac as well, and then all the way up onto the burn guard. So you have the three key points of contact on the side of the motorcycle with the instinct. And as you move to motion, you've only got two areas on the inside of the boot where we're using um, DuraTac on that boot. So um, a little more grip on the inside of the boot, a little more um, uh, tacky feel with the UltraTac on the instinct boot. Also, the tongue design on the insti instinct, the material over the top of the foot, um, it uses a PU insert, a polyurethane insert to get us more of a um, I don't want to say stiff, but more support uh, in the tongue area, which in the end gives the boot, I would say, a, a stiffer feel for going through whoops, um, hitting bigger obstacles for a pro-level rider. And again, um, feedback directly from our pro riders, uh, this is something they requested where as you move to a motion boot, that's a, a stamped uh, microfiber material, uh, uh, compression molded material, which gives us a little more mobility, a little more flex. So you'll feel with motion a little bit of a softer feel uh, as far as support goes. Thus, it's and then the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and then yeah, the motion exactly going through the range of motion. The also on the instinct boot and um, all of the boots, we've got a new buckle system. The operation is ex is exactly the same as the old uh, instincts, where the buckle system is allowed to float through its range of, as the boots going through its range of motion. We um, it's kind of a ball and socket assembly. And there's, God, there's about 10 millimeters of float as that um, boot goes through its motion. But we've come up with a new lever system. One of the, the feedbacks we had from riders and customers was that old lever was a little bit short. It had kind of two prongs on it, which were a little bit sharp. And now we've gone with a really nice aluminum lever. It's longer, Brad, which gives you way more leverage. It's much easier to close. Um, and it's really stealth. It's low profile. It really tucks into the, uh, the design of the boot, the recesses in the boot. So you're not going to have the levers come undone while you're out on the track. Um, and again, that's the motion and the instinct feature, the aluminum uh, lever system. And then the comp uses the exact same lever, but it is a nylon or a plastic material um, just to get us that, uh, that price point that we need on the comp boot. That, that's fair enough, and honestly, that that it can be uh, a huge game changer as far as uh, getting that the the tension on the 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 buckling system uh, where you need it to be. So many times in the past, like you you have a 
you feel like you could go a little bit tighter with the strapping, but then because of the leverage, you're not able to get it closed properly. You're like, I wish I could get it a little, I, I wish I could close it at that, uh, that strap length because that would be my desired, uh, um, closure. But due to the, the leverage, you can't get there. Now you can, now you can basically custom fit yourself a little bit uh, more. And then it also sounds like, uh, having that, uh, the, the hinge feature with the, the buckling system, you're not going to feel nearly as much binding when you're going through the range of motion, uh, because the boot is almost sort of moving with you. Yeah. The buckle system is moving with the hinge system. Exactly. And I mean, even like going back to the original instinct, one of the things we eliminated was Velcro at the top cuff of the boot. We realized in testing of that original instinct, we had Velcro on the top area to seal the boot. And you would come back in from riding and it would be kind of wrinkled up because that cuff wants to move on itself. And the Velcro was limiting how much it could slide and it was limiting the range of the motion range of motion of the boot. So if you notice on instinct, the original instincts and these new ones, the motion and the comp boot, the cuff is designed to kind of face inward. So it still seals the boot great around um, the calf area, but there is no Velcro and that's intentional. So we don't limit the range of motion. So aside from uh, having a little bit of a, a stiffer tongue, uh, possibly uh, creating a little bit more support uh, for the athlete in the instinct boot. What are the f fundamental differences between the instinct and the motion? Both fantastic boots and uh, looking forward to putting both through their paces in the coming months. Uh, but how does someone choose one over the other, given the fact that they do, they're going to fit almost identically? Yeah, great question. Um, as you look at the hinge system on the instinct boot as well, the coverage on the back of the leg is, is way more substantial than the motion. Um, similar to the old instinct, Brad, we still have the metal insert in the back of the hinge system. Literally on the entire back of the instinct, there's no break in uh, TPU or hard plastic coverage and the metal insert coverage over the Achilles area. So you're going to get a lot more coverage um, over the back of the leg uh, in the ankle area with that hinge system on the instinct boot. We talked about the tongue being a bit stiffer. We talked about the premium ultra-tack material being used in more areas on the inside of the instinct boot. The other thing that we've done is the, the uh, comfort liner itself is a premium comfort liner. Um, basically, that uh, the insert that goes into the boot is, is three different materials um, where we're using a, um, a regular polyurethane base material, then we're using a rebound material, and then a dampening material in the heel area. So that's a premium insert that comes in the instinct boot as well which helps separate it from, from the motion itself. So I would say support um, is going to be more robust in the instinct. The grip and the feel for the bike is going to be improved. And then that overall protection of the back of the leg is also increased on the instinct over the motion. That's that's interesting to know, and, and like the motion being a brand new boot, uh, you've been at uh, Fox as we talked off air for uh, coming up on 25 years, quarter century. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> it's actually amazing to think of that uh, these three boots have essentially been uh, in production for 10% of your time at uh, at Fox uh, Fox Racing, given the fact that uh, having spoken with uh with jeff that uh these things were in in the works for in, in access of three years um finally yep. getting launched today that's uh like i can only imagine all of the different changes that comes to it uh from from concept all the way to the release 
Yeah, it's a great point. And um, Jeff Sagan and the team have been super diligent in getting these right. Um, I will say like early, early in the process, um, there were, there were some design concepts that were going one direction. And there was a point in time where Jeff Sagan, um, Jeff McGuane, our CEO, and a few others like had a, a rough round table where it was like, let's scrap this this prod the boot the way it's going let's let's just rethink it um again because we felt like we were going in a direction that probably wasn't going to get us to where we are today okay um so early in the process there was literally a, a complete blowing up the whole design of the boots there's still one of the samples in one of our conference rooms i took a photo of it the other day and sent it to jeff Sagan. i'm like dude remember this and uh it was painful for him to remember that because there was so much stress at the time where there's so many factors of like, oh, we got to keep this project moving. There's a launch date. But there was a time where Jeff McGuane and Jeff Sagan kind of drew that same line in the sand that Pete Fox did with the original instinct. Like, we're not going to launch these until they're ready. And and let's not put a date on this that's going to force us to bring a product to market that maybe isn't ready for market. So. That was refreshing. Um, Jeff McGuane was somewhat new, our CEO. He's been with us for three years now. He was somewhat new at the time, and it was a really instrumental time in, in um, our history as far as taking that mentality with hard good products, um, not only boots, but helmets and uh, protective gear, just understanding it's got to be right before we actually bring it to market. Yeah, it's certain, it certainly must be right if you guys have brought it to market. Uh, what has been the, the response so far from those who have worn it? Um, there, there's a, the number of people who I know have had the, the opportunity to, uh, to put that boot through its paces so far. Um, the, the, the feedback must be good. Yeah, so far it's been amazing. Um, we actually launched in Australia uh, a three, about three weeks prior. As you know, we've officially launched today which is um september 6th here and we've been shipping boots over the last three weeks to our dealers to ensure that our dealers had great inventory as we went live with all of our marketing and the whole story so um australia went a little three weeks before us and sell through and rider feedback so far has been amazing um they're already looking to reorder motions um our distributor over there is, is pushing like hey we need another round like these are going way better than we thought um so initial reaction has been amazing um again that instant fit and precise fit and um the feel of the boot when you put them on a dealership um we can all in these four walls talk about how great they are but um it's really gratifying to have customers starting to to go in and try them on and, and start pulling them through. Certainly, like uh, that, that's that's got to be a feeling that never gets old for you guys. And uh, and then on top of that, like the it, it must feel also just as good to be able to offer uh, maybe a, the most comprehensive entry level boot that's ever been offered from Fox, uh, given the comp now featuring a four buckle closer system, um, which brings it that much closer to uh, to to its brothers that are just a little bit up the uh, up the product line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we want to make sure, it, obviously, the comp being a boot that um, from a performance value perspective, I would say is, is really unmatched in the marketplace. So we, the volume of those boots that we sell, uh, we want to make sure that all of those folks are getting a great boot for the price point as well. So 
with that, like all, all three of these boots are, are fantastic. They have their purpose as far as uh, whether it be an entry-level boot, someone who's getting into the sport who, uh, like I said off-air, like off, often you end up uh, with some people who, like maybe they're like my dad who only rides maybe once every uh, once or twice a, a year where they don't need a super uh, stiff boot. Uh, they also just need, they don't need a boot that breaks the bank, but they want to feel protected and they want to have some good features. Uh, that's what the, the comp is in place for. Um, and, and honestly, as far as uh, whether you, you want something a little bit stiffer in the tongue, uh, you can go with the Instinct or the Motion. All three are fantastic options, um, and, and those should be in stores uh, as as recently as uh, probably today. Yeah, they. Um, we actually, uh, like I said, we started shipping about three weeks ago, again to ensure that everybody, all the dealers, are ready. Um, so yeah, they're in store now, um, and you know, ready for people to go in and experience, you know, the all new fit and. The half size is the perfect feel. Um, yeah, we're stoked to see these things come to life. For certain. Um, like, on, I'm sure you, you've also wanted to come on the Big MX Radio podcast to give us a peek through the entire 2023 lineup, as well as a sneak peek at everything else coming down the pipe. Um, but uh, you, uh, with the position that you have over at Fox Racing, uh, like, it, it, you must be, like, forever, like, very difficult for you to keep quiet all of the the new and exciting things that you guys are putting together. Yeah. I mean, this year, um, the boots have been the main focus for us, as you know, um, that's, that's our, our pride and joy for this season. We put so much effort into it. So from a marketing perspective and a line perspective, that's really what all of our focus is this season. Um, for fall 22, we had some great updates to, the uh, Flex Air Racewear line, the 360 line, obviously 180. Um, there's a actually there's a brand new V1 helmet in our lineup this year as well that'll come out. Um, it's going to be available sometime at the end of October, but um, all new fit on our V1 helmet. That's our entry level helmet, and then uh, huge weight savings. We've saved about 20% um, off the weight of the helmet. Oh, wow. Like I said, the fits improved. Yeah, it's we've all been riding in samples and we're just blown away at like how good this thing is uh, specifically knowing it's our, in our lineup, it's our entry level helmet, new styling, adjustable visor, which we haven't had for the past couple of years. Again, um, an all new fit, which is awesome. It uses MIPS. So we've got rotational management in it. So I would say from a pinnacle perspective, our boots are the big story, but um, the V1 helmet is also going to be a great piece for us uh, as we as we launch, get this whole line into market. And of course, you know, we've been challenged, just like everyone, with um, supply chain challenges. So um, getting the boots to market here in September, just a month after our normal launch, feels really good. And then, um, like I said, we'll start to see that V1 helmet roll out here in October, uh, mid to late October. I believe we'll have V1 helmets uh, in marketplace as well. Absolutely no. Uh, supply chain is, is a um, an ever ongoing thing, especially in in the last two or three years. It's just been uh, incredible, and it, it's not even the the, the materials that uh, people are, are the people. Is there a shortage of materials to build these things? I guess no. Is is that the fact that um, 
the the accessibility to shipping containers and the price of those shipping containers has gone up astronomically. I don't know how much you want to get into that at all, if even if you do. Uh, but that has been a hurdle that uh, people like yourself um, have haven't had to uh, deal with nearly as much as you have had to over the last 36 months, which is uh, I imagine probably some sleepless nights and a few headaches here and there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's it's not a Fox problem. I mean, it's it's, it's everyone is challenged. You know, and you, yeah, even outside of our industry, of course. So yeah, we've um, the team's been instrumental in you know trying to manage deliveries the best we can. And in, on the marketing side, it's really challenging because you've got these great like go-to-market plans, and then things get pushed out, and so you find yourself uh, kind of chasing chasing launches and stuff like that. So we're hopeful. Um, we're really hopeful over the next you know six to eight months we can get into a better place. But I it'll probably be a little longer than that. Uh, but again, the team is. We're always working to to make sure we're communicating with our dealers um, and our customers. So as we learn about as we learn about changes, we're trying to be transparent with with our partners um, to make it go as smooth as possible. Fair enough, Ben. Well, uh, uh, hoping for uh, for better days ahead on the the shipping receiving side of things. Um, Last, uh, have we covered absolutely everything when it comes to these three boots? The launch today, uh, this podcast will come out Wednesday the seventh. But uh, yeah, people should should have already gone to the website uh, and, and figured out exactly what they're looking for at their local dealer. Yeah, I think um, the one thing with us for for that motion boot, that um, again our performance motocross boot. The idea there was to was to bring down a lot of the things we've learned about instinct as far as the hinge system, um, the rubber compounds. Um, as I mentioned, the the motion now uses Duratac, which is what we've been using on on the instinct boot, boot over all these years. So we're using that proven Duratac material on the outsole. We're using it on the medial side of the boot again to give the rider great grip. Uh, the hinge system itself, as I mentioned, doesn't quite have as much coverage on the back of the leg, but again, that allows us to get um, to get this, uh, what I would call a mid-tier price point for us uh, on the motion. Like just for example, and I know it's different in Canada, but for us here, an instinct is going to be 559, and then as you roll into a motion, we're going to be at 419. So you have a, a full hinge boot, race-ready boot at 419 in the mo- in the motion boot, and as I mentioned, that's going to go down to youth sizes as well, and it will be it will feature. Um, the half sizes in the 9, 10, and 11, and the, all these boots will go up to a size 14 as well. So really good range um, covered here. And the hinge system on both the Instinct and the Motion also features a lockout where you're, um, you're having that hinge lockout prior to ankle hyperextension, which is a great feature, um, a great safety feature uh, on both that Motion and the Instinct. So yeah, again, precise fit, instant step in comfort, true to size now with our um, universal fit across all three boots. I think those are really important things to remember. Um, that outsole replacement program, the entire outsole comes off now where, you know, really any any shoe cobbler can really tackle and quickly, uh, you know, replace the outsole on the boot um, if, you, if you do have some wear. Hey, the other thing too, I just forgot to mention, Brad, is of course. we have an off-road, we have an off-road version of the motion boot. Um, which like typical off-road boots, it'll have more of a, an aggressive outsole, more of a lugged like hiking outsole on it, but it'll also be waterproof. So for the first time in our history, we'll have actually a waterproof 
premium off-road boot in that motion. It's called Motion X. It'll come in a couple of colorways. So you'll see that on the website as well. And then we'll also offer our comp boot in the Comp X, which is again, an off-road boot. Um, the big difference there on the, on the comp boot is uh, the Comp X is it, it is an off-road outsole. It's not, a, it's not a waterproof boot. It's actually incredible to hear that uh, brands like Fox have really embraced the off-road world because uh, growing up within the sport of motocross, uh, like off-road gear and off-road was always like all that stuff was like secondary. Like that was a secondary thought. Uh, Off-road guys either had to wear uh, like basically outdoorsman stuff or basically yeah. convert their motocross stuff into uh, off-road um, apparel. And that mood has completely changed. Everything from Yamaha coming out with a brand, uh, the whole uh, lineup of motorcycles dedicated directly to off-road. Same thing with KTM. And now uh, apparel companies like Fox are are tailoring, like, like you're not just taking a motocross boot and taking it out into the woods. It's a purpose-built uh, um, unit that, uh, is, like you said, is going to have a little bit more aggressive and some features, out, other features built in uh, that are tailor-made for heading the trails. Yeah, you nailed it. Like, we just see a transition. Like, yeah, obviously, as long as I've been at Fox, I'm a little bit older now. And, um, you know, my track days are pretty limited now. And there's a whole group of us here that are obviously our dedicated trail riders now. I've got a, fi- a KTM EXC 500, so a plated trail bike. And, you know, most people know how capable these bikes are now. So over the last, I would say, you know, eight, you know, eight to 10 years, we put a huge effort into our Legion off-road uh, product collection. Um, down to our tack vest now, which is a great option to haul essentials for the trail. A hydration bladder can go inside of it. Um, the pants are really universal with pockets and zippered vents. Um, we realized as we raised our game with that off-road apparel, we wanted to raise our game with our off-road boot program with that Motion X. So that's pretty cool for us to have a waterproof off-road boot in our line. Like I said, we've never had it, and um, we're super proud of it. And uh, that that whole segmentation, you know, as we see, you know, loyal Fox customers that have been with us as long as I've been with the brand over 25 years, uh, make that transition from the track to the trail. We want to make sure they have that same level of like premium performance on the trail that they have with on the track. And, and that's really our philosophy behind off-road. Well, sounds like they'll be taken care of no matter where they want to get their throttle therapy uh, Mark, this has been absolutely fantastic. We're coming up here on an hour recording, uh, yeah. and I know you gotta you gotta head home at some point, man. But uh, I can't let you go uh, without getting at least I I need your and I'm sorry to spring this on you at a moment's notice, but I need your best Troy Lee story, and I need your best best Pete Fox story, and uh, hopefully they're both <laughs> PG. Yeah, um, let's see, Troy Lee, I, there's too many to remember. Aside from him just giggling um, at all times. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, you know what's funny is, like, all these years later, like, I lived up in Northern California um, when I first started at Fox. I was up in Northern California for almost 10 years, and then I moved back down here in 05 um, to, uh, as we started a transition from NorCal to Southern California, I moved back down here, and, dude, I ended up moving, like, you know, 15 minutes from Troy, he lives in Laguna Beach. I live in Laguna Niguel or Dana Point area. So I, he lives right at the top of um, where we do all of our mountain bike riding right now in um, Laguna area. And I see him all the time and text him, Hey, are you riding today? And catch him out on the trails every now and then. Um, so it's like full circle. It's so crazy that we're like 10, 15 minutes from each other after all these years. Troy, um, 
I mean, it's not a crazy story, but Troy was, this goes way back and it's for super personal. Um, I actually raced mountain bikes back in the day when I worked at Troy Lee, I actually made it all the way to pro downhill oh, wow. um, racing. Yeah. And riding for Troy and uh, Troy was just so gracious and it, the rule was um, it was when he was first coming out with mountain bike product, like mountain bike gloves, mountain bike helmets. We were bolting on these full face um, chin bars um, at mountain bike races for people. It, it, the summit was called the TL comp and you can easily convert it to a full face as downhill was getting popular. And if we would go, he would obviously pay for us to go to the events and we'd run the booth. And then if we wanted to race, he would cover our entry fees. And so that's literally how I got into riding mountain bikes. And, um, I just got into it and started racing. And, uh, eventually he would let me take like two weeks off at a time where I'd go travel and do the Norba national series racing back East and, um, went to Canada. I raced Mount St. Anne a few times, um, back in the, this was way back in the nineties. So, um, not a crazy story, but just a cool story of how Troy, um, was always so into all of us getting into the sports that we were making product for. Like he was just so awesome that way. Um, that, uh, I always appreciated that, uh, and the way he treated us back then. Do we loaded one year, he decided we were going to go to the Colorado Norba national and he borrowed his mom's minivan. It was like a Dodge caravan or something like that. And he had a minivan as well. And like I, his, uh, his wife at the time and a bunch of employees, we piled in these two minivans and drove all the way to Durango, Colorado to do the Norba race, like two days of driving out there, two days back. And, um, those are just rad trips. Those were like at the beginning of his, his whole mountain bike scene. Um, so yeah, those were great times. True enthusiasts of the sport opening, opening doors within the sport that they love so much. Uh, that does not surprise yeah. me whatsoever. A guy like Troy, who uh, to this day, uh, if you go to uh, Vet World Championships, you'll see him there, uh, the number two five in your program, yeah. uh, just continuing to love it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I'm sure it's not even lost on, on a guy like Troy, who um, at one point just wanted to make visors and paint helmets and have cool stickers uh dedicated to the sport that he absolutely adores um eventually is like to the point where he is right now where uh guys like my dad will wait in line at whistler uh mountain bike park for two hours so that uh so that a, a guy like um troy can can do a little bit of pinstriping on a helmet it's uh it, it's pretty amazing god i saw that that was so funny the, the other guy pinstriping with him there is a guy named jay Okay. That guy, Jay, has been – Jay Stemska, he's been at Troy Lee since I was there. He's been there forever. Just loyal Troy Lee uh, employee, awesome guys. Pete Fox, really quick one for Pete. Remember when Ricky switched from Team Green to Pro Circuit, they they wore AXO gear. Yep, so two seasons. That first year – yeah, yeah. So that first uh, year uh, – Ricky had to switch to AXO, and I remember, I clearly remember the day that Pete came walking into our little development area, and he had, and it was when Ricky was wearing AXO, and um, he came walking in with a Carmichael jersey with the name and number on the back, and I'm like, wait, what's up? And it was when he had obviously orchestrated the deal uh, with Mitch to get him back in Fox uh, while he was on the Pro Circuit team. That was, that was a rad moment, and that was the time where I realized, like, Pete, um, he can make shit happen. It was pretty rad. 
Yeah, just just pay, there there was a fine in place on the team that if you're not going to wear the 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 gear, you're going to have to pay it. And uh, yeah, they just they just worked it out. Ricky paid the the fine, or I don't know maybe if, if Pete himself paid the fine every single round. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ricky Carmichael, the first guy to contractually uh, be not allowed to not have to wear um axo and he, he he wore fox that whole uh 2000 or 1999 season uh and grabbing yep. his third of three outdoor titles uh for for pc dressed head to toe and some yeah. pretty uh good looking fox stuff yeah that was um that was just a cool you know i was pretty new at fox at the time yeah. i've been here a couple of years but uh i realized okay cool this is um pete was ready to fight for the brand and um and obviously he's been involved with with Ricky since he was a, a little guy, and um, it was super important to him to make sure Ricky was on the brand. So at that point, I remember I just thinking, "Yep, yeah, this is this is the right thing to do," and I'm I'm stoked to see Pete pushing so hard to to make it happen. Well, and same thing with Travis Pastrana back in the day, like when Travis first uh, got his first uh, X Games gold medal, he was wearing Fox. Uh, he made his pro yep. debut in Fox, uh, obviously well known for being in those terra firma videos for so long. Uh, in fact, all three of those guys, on those kids on the couch uh, um, back in the day. Yeah, those were, um, like I said, Pete just had a, a rad vision of like where the sport could go. And, and those videos too, Krusty's and, and um uh, the, excuse me, the Terra Firma videos, obviously Krusty was, was kind of uh, instrumental for shift, but um, the Terra Firma pieces were, I mean, those are still some of the, the best memories I have as far as I remember going to the, the um, launch parties for those videos when I was still working down at Troy Lee and like just going, I mean, it's one of the things that got me inspired to come to Fox. I remember going to one of those parties. I was like, holy shit, like this is a killer brand. I, I got to work for these guys. Yeah, and you have now for 25 years. Um, Mark, I appreciate you coming on the podcast for your very first appearance. Uh, like, I, you're going to have to be a repeat offender because I enjoyed this conversation way too much. Uh, and I feel like there's a, a whole lot more stories to, to uncover on top of that. Uh, but I really do appreciate some time uh, here uh, on a Tuesday after uh, the September long. Yeah, no worries. Um, thanks for making it happen, Brad. And um, anytime, I'd love to come on. And, and uh, yeah, as you know, we all love talking moto. Awesome. Well, for Brad Gebhardt and Mark Finley here on the Big MX Radio podcast, Mark, thanks you so much for making the time. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And there you have it, my interview with none other than Mark Finley from Fox Racing. Incredible to talk to him. Originally, when uh, I thought to do this podcast, I thought it'd be a great opportunity for me to connect with a repeat offender on the podcast to discuss the boots with a sales rep, as well as someone who uh, twists the throttle and uh, gets some uh, therapy out there at the Outdoor Nationals, none other than uh, Connor Olson. Um, and I was actually going to lead off this interview or this episode with Connor's uh, portion, but uh, decided to flip-flop those around, um, given the fact that Mark gave so much information uh, and really, really in-depth stuff um, about the boots um, and this, anything that's kind of coming down the pipe from Fox. I apologize if any of this is sort of uh, uh, reiterated or uh, repetitive in any way, uh, but I wanted to have both these guys on. I think it's all—it's really important what they had to say, not only about Fox Racing boots, but also uh, just 
passionately speaking about the sport and uh, talking about that. So, um, and I've always got time for people who want to wax intellectually and speak romantically about the sport of motocross. So uh, enjoy this interview with none other than Connor Olson. It's a fantastic conversation. The two of us have uh, become pretty good buddies over the last couple of years here. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this. And uh, like I said, I apologize for any repetitiveness in uh, just trying to get as much information out about these awesome new boots from Fox Racing Canada and Fox Racing. With me on the line is a gentleman who is a repeat offender on the podcast. He is an absolute speed demon in his own right on a motocross bike. He's racing this weekend in Paula, and he's uh, got his fingers crossed, probably his toes as well, for some shortened motos because it's probably going to be 110 degrees outside, uh, and and that'll be a a humid heat as well. Uh, None other than the CEO, Connor Olson. Connor, how's it going? Doing good, Brad. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad. It's been a minute since we had you on the podcast. Um, you've gone through surgery. You've recovered from that. You're back on the bike. Uh, you're looking forward to racing this weekend. And uh, we got some other exciting things to talk about as well. How are you? Yeah, it's been a pretty hectic uh, last couple months for sure. Um, ton of work stuff going, as always, with Fox Racing. And... Uh, some exciting things that we're about to talk about. And uh, yeah, like you said, some racing this summer and uh, looking forward to wrapping it up this, uh, this weekend on a nice, very hot weekend. So. Absolutely. Well, so this, this podcast will be released on uh, Tuesday, the 6th, which is the release of the brand new Fox instinct boot. Uh, People will have uh, that flooded throughout their social media um, feeds, but this podcast is uh, to me put in place to uh, be a little bit of a product knowledge meeting between myself, yourself, and uh, my listeners to, to make sure that they're as equipped as possible with the information they need to make uh, an informed decision when uh, going out and getting themselves the latest and greatest stuff, footwear protection from our friends over at Fox Racing. Um, so, but before we get to that, um, like the evolution of a project like this is, is a whole lot more than just the year that leads up to it. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, gets conceptualized uh, possibly sometimes two or three years in advance um a lot of a lot of work goes into this and uh, a lot of really smart minds over at fox as well would you not agree yeah it's uh that's definitely to to put it lightly um i i don't even know how many people are involved in a thing like this uh even before before it gets into the sales team's hands but it's uh yeah it's a number of years in the making um I'm sure COVID had some sort of effect on some of that, but, but a lot of it is, yeah, it's been, it's been a a number of years in the making, plenty of reiterations and uh, we're definitely super excited and and stoked to, uh, to have a full reboot of uh, all or both of our current models and then adding an additional model um, this year, which is awesome. We haven't had a a solid mid-price boot for a little while and uh, some updates to our, comp boot and then a all new version of the instinct is uh it's yeah it's super exciting for us it's a number of years in the making like you said so we are um anxiously awaiting uh the the tuesday or today if you're listening to this as it came out for sure you'll still be recovering from uh the paula national when this gets released (laughs) um 
before we get into the boot talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey to come coming back to, to doing some racing this summer. Uh, I, I know you, you lined up for a couple of outdoor nationals. Uh, which ones I'm? It's escaping me right now, which I'm embarrassed about. I think you were at Washougal. Were you at Washougal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how'd your summer go? So in other, in the, other words, uh, the first three were not good. Um, the classes, I mean, 450 classes stacked this year. And um, the first round was okay at Fox Raceway. It was just, um, it was really stacked. And I felt like I rode okay and just kind of mentally sort of took a beating. But um, I got super sick after that first race and, and um, struggled through Hangtown, struggled through Colorado, and then uh, thankfully took some time off when the series went east and just time off from racing. But was still working and um then uh went up to washugo a couple weeks ago and that one went a lot better i had to go through the lcq unfortunately but i got in through there and got second and that one was a uh, a little bit more uh kind of back to normal what i would expect for myself so that was uh that was good so yeah hopefully uh take some of that and uh bring it in this weekend and try not to get a heat stroke there you go. Absolutely. Like uh, cap off 2022 with an exclamation point. Certainly going to bring the heat, but uh, I think you're no worse for where you're, you're climatized. This is part of you. This is your jurisdiction, my friend, being in yeah. uh, in Southern California. So you're 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 bred for this. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you can't make happen this Saturday at Paula. Um, so let, let's let's start off. Uh, how I feel like a lot of people should introduce themselves to uh, to any brand, um, in, unless you're you're coming to Fox after uh, many years of racing, you might want to go to the uh, some the, some mid level and higher end product. But uh, when I started racing, I also started with an entry level boot, and that was the Firma Comp back in uh, oh, 2003 or so. Uh, and it was a great boot then. The comp's a great boot now. Um, what what type of uh, uh, changes have, have has that boot seen uh, in the in the last couple of years, and especially with this new release? Yeah, so it's um, well, I don't even know how many versions we've made since that last one, but um, the current comp that people know as now um, has been around for a couple of years, and we've made a few little tweaks here and there to it, but. This new version is um, basically everything is different. It's 100% redone. Um, we really started from the ground up and, and redid the entire thing. Um, the biggest thing that we did really on, on the comp and, and not just just the comp, but all of the boots is we actually did a worldwide survey on, on like foot shapes uh, and, and essentially reinvented our, um, our last that we build the boots off of. So there's a much more generous fit in all three of the models of boots that are coming um, as far as like the roundness of the toe. Uh, It's not so pointed. So you get a a little bit more room on the the actual like toe part of your foot and kind of the the big part of your foot. So people that have wide feet can can get into a fox boot now when they traditionally haven't been able to. So the fit is a lot more um, generous and, and updated, but even with that, we were able to shorten the height of the toe box of, of all three boots, but on the comp specifically was uh, a big change. The current comp is, is a little bit tall in the toe box area. So the new comp is very, uh, very narrow as far as the height, but then you still get that generous toe box area, which makes a, 
a big difference for fit. And um, one of the coolest things is we have a, we are offering half sizes also in all three boots. So a nine and a half, 10 and a half and 11 and a half um, will be offered for really anyone that is kind of in between sizes or someone that needs a little bit of a fine tuning, um, depending on your preference. If you like a, a tighter fit boot or a looser fitting boot, you can uh, go in some of those half sizes when, 80% of all boot sales and most people in the U S and I would assume probably Canada also are uh, between a nine and a 12. It's um, a big addition for us to add half sizes and to be one of, if not the only company offering half sizes in moto boots is uh, a big thing for us for sure. Well, that's music to my ears because I've gone back and forth with uh, Danica white from Fox racing Canada. She's lovely. Um, a number of times because I like, I, I can't like, she was like, what size boots do you need? And I'm like, I'm, I'm a 10 in some, I'm a nine in others. Like, honestly, I've, I've worn both. Um, I, that nine and a half might be the, the porridge. That's just the right temperature. Uh, that's, that might be the, just the, the just right boot for me. And it might be, uh, for my listeners as well. Uh, half sizes is yeah. Like you, you, you said like there's, um, how often do you just like, yeah, I, I might be this, I might be that, especially if you're ordering something online, um, you hate to wait for a box to show up only to be like, yeah, totally should have went with the smaller size or, Oh, I totally need a half size bigger than this. Uh, so yeah. that, that's encouraging to know. Yeah, for sure. It makes a, it makes a big difference. And we have some, uh, some sizing cues also that'll be on our website and with any of our retail partners, we'll have a lot of it too. Um, just kind of comparing it to an old, the older model or comparing it to, um, something similar and, the good part with, with all three boots is they're all built off of the same last. So they all feel very similar internally. Okay. Um, obviously there's some different materials and stuff, but if you're a nine and a half in one, you're going to be a nine and a half in all three of them. Fair enough. Well, that, that's, that's encouraging to know as well. Um, because like you want to have that consistency throughout the, um, the, the product lines and you'd hope that uh, a customer would sort of grow with the brand. It's like, if you're an entry level rider with an entry level boot, you move to uh, this brand new boot. That's going to be released. Uh, or it's going to be released on Tuesday as well. Um, the, the motion as, and then, uh, so that's your sort of like your mid-level boot, something uh, in the middle of the road. And then uh, when it's time to uh, line up for a Supercross main event, uh, the Fox instincts always there. Um, so let, let's, let's maybe move to that, that second level boot, that motion boot, that, that thing's brand new. Um, and it's, uh, it's something that's, uh, I think you guys are pretty excited about being able to offer for the first time ever having that sort of like that mid-level boot. Yeah, for sure. The motion's a big thing for us. Um, of course, like we, like you said, and like I said, we haven't had that mid-level for a little bit, um, to touch real quick on some of the comp stuff too, okay. one of the, a couple of the cool big changes on this boot is we went back to a four buckle design. Um, the last one had kind of like a ski boot or a wake boot, um, internal lace thing on it. So a little bit thinner in through the, like the ankle area too, which, which helps a lot with fitment, but four buckle design, um, the sole material and the rubber on the medial side is updated too. It's going to be a really long lasting, um, rubber compound. It's called Positac from us. Um, so, real long lasting, uh, but you still get a lot of good grip on it. And then, um, one of the cool, cool things is, um, there, there's a couple pieces to this. All, all three boots are going to be able to be resold, um, which oh, really? is a huge, huge step for us. So everything will be able to be resold. But the reason that we're able to do that is we actually, 
um, use this nylon fiberglass sheet um, in the bottom of the boot instead of a steel shank. So what we can do with that is that that gives you a little bit more um, flexibility and, and support through the entire bottom of the boot and not just the back portion of the boot. So you get some extra extra um, safety into the toe area of the boot. And then we actually can engineer the, we have already engineered the, the flex characteristics through each boot. So the toe flexes a little bit different in each boot um, based on the, the type of riding that that consumer buying that boot would do. Um, but it makes a big change for, for a lot of things. Like I said, with resoling, the thickness of the actual footbed is, is lower because there's less material in there now also. And then you get some added safety through the actual toe of all of the boots too. So that's kind of a couple of the big pieces of that makes the comp a really good boot. And then a lot of those features obviously kind of carry over into some of the other boots, but, um, but yeah, I guess to just keep random rambling on here, um, <laughs> once we get to the motion, the motion is, um, uh, like I said, already a huge new product for us. Um, hence the name, the design, the design aspect and the whole goal of the boot is to make a really, um, a boot that provides a lot of motion. Um, obviously with that, we want to keep a lot of the safety features and, and packed into it. So it still has a full true rigid hinge on both sides, um, a bolted hinge. So you get a, a really good aspect of torsional support as far and as far as hyperextension protection um, and rotational support from rolling or twisting or anything on your ankle um, that whole hinge is a tpu hinge there's a lot of uh a lot of pieces on the boot that are that are designed to flex um in in certain ways in, in the directions that you want them to flex so it's a a really big new product for us um it has a, a microband liner on the inside, so it's going to be moisture wicking and help cool you off and all of that stuff. But some of the biggest pieces of this is um, this has the Duratac material on the medial side and the sole, which is what's currently on our Instinct boot now. Um, so you get up until this point our premium level of rubber compound um, for grip and durability, and that makes a big difference on a on a mid-price boot to have that that much grip and, and durability on it um probably the biggest point on the motion boot is we offer it in a size range from a size 5 to 14 um so we have a huge huge size range in this boot um like i said earlier it does have the half sizes from 9 to 12 or uh, 9 10 and 11 and a half and then we go all the way down to a 5 for any of the people like danica who yeah, I was going to say that's why she was wearing them. <laughs> yeah, so any of high high profile women that need a more technical boot and a safer boot or kids that want something that is safer and has some more protection, um the motion is is basically our answer for that now is you can get uh, a truly high-end boot at a mid-price point and you can get it all the way down to a size 5, which is um kind of a, a a really big thing for us obviously fair enough well that finally gets to the bottom as to uh when i uh, uh made mention of some photos that she was wearing she always almost always wore a competitive a competing brand 
Um, yep. And then uh, recently when she was down in California, she was able to wear Fox boots. So I had, I was scratching my head a little bit. Well, what, what boot is yeah. that? And uh, to which she just replied back with some shh emojis yeah <laughs> um which is that but that's exciting to hear and uh yeah like and also if I'm, like am i all probably like way off base by imagining that the motion uh would also probably lend itself uh even better to uh like, like a, a female racer who might be looking for a boot that they can flex a little bit more than they could um say the the instinct as is it is it a little bit less aggressive as far as the materials of construction or uh is it the same yeah for sure, yeah. It's um, the it's kind of a two part thing, and and we'll get into it when we talk about the instinct. But the the foam material through the actual tongue is is slightly softer than the instinct. Um, it gives you a much more comfortable feeling on the inside of the boot when you put it on, and gives you a little bit more flex. Um, the TPU hinge gives you a little bit more flex, and that'll make sense in a minute when we talk about instinct. But um, but yeah, basically it's, it's really designed for that. It's designed for your kind of middle of the road customer that wants something a little bit more technical than an entry boot. Um, for any of the off-road guys, you have a really flexible boot. It's super comfortable right out of the box. You put it on, go ride. Um, for any of those off-road guys, we also make a enduro version in the, in the comp and the motion, but the motion specifically, um, actually has a waterproof liner in it also so it's a fully waterproof boot with an enduro sole um so yeah really the motion is kind of our our answer to every customer um someone that wants something a little bit above a entry-level boot but they don't want to break the bank like the motion we have it for any size anyone would ever need in any type of riding for off-road to desert to weekend warrior it, it's really the motion kind of answers um all of the all of the questions that anyone could need for sure. So the motion's kind of like a Jeep. It's the go anywhere, gen, go do anything, general purpose boot that's going to outperform um, basically uh, anything else you ever throw at it. Um, but just above that, we find the instinct. And when the instinct first came out, I believe it was 2000 and was it 12? Yeah. 2012, uh, the the racer that really sort of put it on the map was Chad Reed at the time, until he uh, got uh, flung off the motorcycle uh, a little bit later in that Supercross season. But at that point, the damage had already been done. The, the boot had really arrived and uh, was very well received. In fact, there's a lot of people who absolutely swear by that boot, no matter what kind of gear they wear uh, from ankle on up. Uh, they always find themselves in, in a Fox Instinct. Um, and which is amazing uh, to, to have as a, as a brand, but also a little bit scary when you go to make changes to that particular product, uh, which which doesn't surprise me to hear whatsoever that uh, making those changes and making those uh, adjustments to it was a long uh, was a long process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like you said, I mean it's it's gone through very minimal tweaks over the last. Um, 10 years pretty much like we've made some updates here and there and changed a few things and of uh, some of the certain years that have, it's come out in different colors and stuff but um yeah we we definitely knocked it out of the park with uh like you said keeping that keeping that instinct customer they're they're gonna love the new instinct even more than they did before um we really made a lot of a lot of really big updates to the instinct especially for the the guy the customer that's going to buy an instinct this uh 
your racer or your every weekend rider and the guy that's riding during the week and wants something super high end and technical and safe. And, um, we basically took the instinct and made it tenfold better. Um, a lot of the big changes that we made on the instinct, um, some of the, the biggest ones are we, we updated the material on the, the rubber, um, the rubber compound on the medial side and on the sole. And there's a bigger patch on the medial side. So you have even more grip on the inside um, and the sole, the sole material and, and the, the, the name is called UltraTac on the new, uh, the new instinct. And it's uh, much more grippy, but you still get a lot of uh, the durability out of it still too. So I have plenty of hours on boots and um, can barely tell that I've ridden in them. And, and I um, really noticed a big difference the first time I rode in them of like almost being stuck to the bike. Um, which is a great, great problem to have is almost needing to be able to move your foot and camp, um, which in a lot of situations is, is very good to be able to be stuck to the bike if you get in any sticky situations. But um, aside from the, the rubber compound, some of the bigger changes we made are we went to a, a, a stiffer cuff um, through the, the middle ankle area of the boot just to provide some more support. Um, it gives you a little bit of uh same flex characteristics it's mounted in the same places the, the mounting bolts are a little bit bigger so it's a, a more supportive hinge but the cuff itself is a little bit more rigid so you get some more ankle support in it you also have a, a much more dense foam through the tongue and around the whole ankle area so you do get a lot more support in through that as well um and then on the on the motion and the instinct they have a metal buckle and straps um, aside from the, the previous instinct was just a nylon piece. So now it's a full bent aluminum, polished chrome, like super cool looking, uh, metal buckle and strap. So it's going to be super durable, um, for both of the boots, but on the, the instinct as well. And then, um, one of the cool things on the instinct and the motion is that nylon fiberglass plate that I was talking about in the bottom of the boot. There's actually an impact absorbing heel material in there. So you get even more energy absorption through the bottom of the boot um, and through your heel. If your foot ever does take any impacts to the ground, it'll help absorb some energy there. So it's really, like I said, a huge step for us to be able to adjust the fit to make it fit everyone better. Um, you, you get some more safety and a little bit of a stiffer boot and more supportive boot. And it still is a, remains that same instinct feel, a super low footbed. It's really comfortable. I put a brand new set on last Saturday and tightened the straps and went and rode and couldn't even tell you they were new. Um, and within the first lap, I, I didn't even notice anything. So it uh, definitely, uh, we, we achieved kind of, we ticked all the boxes on this one. Like we took our kind of, premium product that are one of our namesake products and, and managed to make it better. Um, we, yeah, really, like I said, ticked all the boxes on this one for sure. That's no small task. And like you said, uh, like breaking in a new set of boots used to be torture. You, you'd have guys that would hang on to their, their favorite set of boots for a long period of time, uh, without wanting to, 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 get a, a new set because that whole break-in process was very tedious and that's really gone away um with with the the 
the instinct coming out. Uh, I myself, first time I wore them, felt in, incredibly comfortable right off the hop. But so for someone who's currently in the instinct and uh, they love that boot, they, they're they're reluctant to to get themselves a brand new pair, or maybe they're they're oh, trying to find some new old stock of, of the old one, uh, or they're they're wondering what the new one's gonna feel like in comparison. Um, what are some characteristics from the from the original uh, instinct that uh, are being carried forward? And and when when someone tries on the in, the new instinct for the very first time, what are some of the things that they're gonna feel, and and why are they feeling feeling those things? Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a, a very similar feels like one of the biggest selling points on the current instinct is is just how comfortable it is. Um, that's one of my biggest selling tactics when I'm either talking to a customer or, or teaching uh, dealer staff about it is like, just put the boot on you. The, the height of the footbed being so low is what really um, makes the boot such a great boot is you have so much feel on the foot peg and the brake and the shifter. So it was great that we were able to retain that on the new instinct, even making it, making it stronger and safer and more grip and, and, um, and even having a better fit with that, but to be able to retain that, that comfortability um, on the showroom floor and right out of the box for the first time is a, a really big win for us. So, yeah, I mean, when they put it on for the first time, it's going to feel very similar, like I said, but for someone that, I mean, even for me, if I put a new set of the, the previous instinct on I had some I would the first ride I would have some pressure points on like the outside of my toe and the outside of my ankle um or the outside of my like forefoot itself um and that was like to go all the way back to the the beginning with our our foot survey and our our new last that we made that that basically those those hot spots go away so if anyone has a wider foot or they had that um that feeling on the original instinct is like that is going to be the step in comfort that's going to the really stoke people out is when you first put the boot on and, and those pinch points or hot spots are are gone essentially now. So um, taking one of the world's most comfortable boots and making it more comfortable and, and still maintaining a high level of safety was a, a really big win for us for sure. Absolutely. Like comfortability on the motorcycle uh, in like, married closely with with safety is basically in, in a recipe for uh creating that comf that um that confidence to be able to just do what you want to do on the motorcycle i feel like uh racers are safest when they feel comfortable you, you'd probably agree with me on that one and um we're really only connected with the motorcycle at four spots well, maybe I sit a little bit more than I probably should, but for the most part, we should be standing. Um, and uh, your, your your feet being uh, connected to the motorcycle and having that grip is really, really important. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, like I said, it's a, a really big win for us to to be able to maintain all of that and and um, give a higher level of safety while while maintaining that level of comfortability for sure. Now, when it comes to uh, a, a high, 
like the the highest ticket item uh, as far as the boots go, regardless of what brand it is. A lot of people, uh, they're the first thing they'll go to, uh, justifying as to why not to go with the highest end boot is that it, it's not going to last. It's not going to be durable. It's only good going to be good for a season or two. Uh, and, and I've certainly proven that uh, to be the contrary because I've had uh, the same pair of boots for a number of seasons now. I just take care of my stuff. Thank you very much. Um, how does Fox approach durability in conjunction with performance? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's something that plays into the factor with with really any any product, but especially on a boot, and that's that's kind of one of the the things with um, the sole material is is the the instinct, the ultra tax material that's on the instinct is designed for performance. Um, it, it still does last a really long time. We, we maintain a lot of that. So it, you get a ton of life out of the sole and the medial side of the, the boot, but it, it's the ultra tack is designed for performance. And then you go to the motion where it's kind of a happy medium of everything with the, um, with that material that's on there. And then when you get down even to the comp, you get a, a little bit of a different feel. It's more designed to last a long time. And, um, really, like I said, kind of with the, um, the insole board is it's, it's really a fine tuned piece for each boot. Um, as far as the rubber compound and the insole board, the amount that it flexes is like the customer that buys an instinct is they, they're looking for that performance, but we don't take it lightly that you need the boot to still last a long time when you're investing that much money in it. So, um, that's one of the great parts with the instinct is you can, you can uh, replace the cuff if if that is a high wear point, depending on what like brand bike you ride or um, anything like that. And then also the capability of us being able to resole the boots and being able to resole them easily, um, comparing them to the old instincts. So it makes it a lot um, a lot easier to invest your money into a high end set of boots when you know that you can repair them and replace pieces here and there and um, if any of that stuff's needed to, it's all, uh, all replaceable really. That it is like, like how, how many times have you had a, a, a pair of boots resold just to keep that consistent feel, uh, a guy that rides at your level, you obviously do, uh, like have a lot more seat time than a guy like me. You go through stuff a lot quicker. Uh, how often are you having to, to, uh, to, to swap stuff out? It's, uh, I, in the, past i i used to get some of the previous instincts resold um maybe once a season um obviously i i have foot pegs on my bike that are basically like kitchen knives yes um so that's a a little a little bit of a factor into that but um honestly i haven't had to resole much i'm probably a bad example because i have multiple sets of boots so i don't um use one set for must an entire nice. season so they yeah they kind of uh they kind of get spread out a little bit but um but yeah it's it's still not very often um that you do need to get a resold our the the product team and the designers and developers did a really good job on all of the the sole materials with the DuraTac on the motion and on the current instinct and then the new instinct having ultra tack is uh yeah we they they did a really good job with um keeping that level of durability while maintaining and, and exceeding on the performance side of it is, has been a huge step. 
It certainly has. And so you guys are excited about this. People should need to go to their local dealer and uh, find out what's in stock right off the hop. Uh, last thing I want to kind of throw at you uh, to kind of pick your brain about is uh, boot fitment. Like, like what's the approach as far as, as buckling the boot properly, finding what boot fits right for you. And, uh, and, and like, what are some like like some stiff parts of a boot that you want to have it stiff there and like you know what I mean like sometimes I I used to literally used to uh, fit ski boots as an occupation when I was uh, working at Gord Ski and Bike they literally had me s- selling ski boots by appointment and there'd be people like yeah I feel a lot of stiffness in the tongue of this boot I'm like that's exactly what you want to feel uh, you want to feel like you're controlling the ski with the basically your the like the front of your shin um and and nothing else really like you're basically going to you're on your toes and on your shin um so when it comes to fitting a ski uh, fitting a motocross boot what are the biggest things to keep in mind yeah and it's it's kind of like you said it's there's a lot of things that if someone has never put a moto boot on and they try each of our three models it's they are going to feel different between all three of them um and that kind of goes back and ties into the the product team and the developers and and them really making a a purpose-built boot for kind of any any type of rider and type of customer that would need a boot so really it it sort of starts with what kind of riding you're doing if you're and what you're really looking for and um the instinct is like when you step into it it's going to feel very secure it's going to feel very safe it's going to be very comfortable and um but you are going to feel that safety aspect in the boot so as you go to the motion you're going to feel uh, a little bit more comfort it's going to be a little bit more plush you're going to get some more motion out of it and hence the name um but it that's really designed for the kind of every man um anyone that wants something a little bit more technical that motion is really going to be kind of that that customer and then the comp is going to be the the weekend warrior guy that's just going to ride a few times a year and wants his boot to last a couple of years like that's a great option for a very safe boot it um, has a lot more safety features packed into it than the previous model so it uh it makes a really a really good boot for for anyone that's just getting into it and just starting out and they don't want to break the bank like the comp boot is a really good option for them now and the the help with our half sizes make it really easy for someone to size if they're in between or if you're someone like like me i i i was wearing a 12 in the current instinct and i um wear an 11 and a half and sometimes an 11 um in the new boot because the i like a really tight boot even after it breaks in i don't want to move anything i want to be able to move my foot up and my boot moves with it i don't want any play in there so it's nice for me that i can um kind of fine tune it with a half size and that uh that's going to be a big aspect for a lot of people that whether you want uh a little bit more roomy fit or if you want a super tight fit you can either go up or down in a in a half size if you're in the main main chunk of the size run so yeah it's um kind of like i said it's just going to be very specific to what type of rider and what type of customer is going to come in looking for it and and it's great for us to have three different models and three different price points and three different feature sets packed into all three boots for any type of rider in any type of situation really well there you go uh connor olson he's got he's got some tight fitting boots on for this weekend (laughs) at paula the boot comes out 
Tuesday, but Connor, I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to be wearing this on Saturday. How how does that happen? I don't I like how does that happen? Yeah, it's uh kind of one of those things you got to know the right people and be at the right place at the right time. Okay. You know, it uh I think it kind of helps that I can almost throw a rock to the office. Right, um, right. Yeah. So well, I don't know so, why yeah, you throw does, rocks uh, to the office, but that's cool. Yeah, it, uh, it's close enough. But the uh, yeah, we have a, a big uh, presence this weekend with uh, with our VIP area with the boots and the whole uh, the whole thing is all marketed and branded for uh, a boot launch, and that's uh, it's really a big big thing for us. Our full reboot of three new boots and uh, adding half sizes, and that's going to be a big uh, like you said at the very beginning of this is that's uh, what you're going to see from Fox as a, a main main marketing headline for this uh the remainder of the year and even into next year. I guess the remainder of this uh MX twenty three line that's just uh just launched. So it's uh a really big thing for us. We're really making a a huge step in the um in the footwear market for sure. Um for lack of a better pun, but making a big step. Um and uh, really trying to get back into the uh, market of the footwear for a, uh, in a big way, for sure. One small step for Fox and a giant leap <laughs> for the motocross industry. Connor Olson, the CEO uh, himself, uh, not the CEO of Fox Racing, perhaps one day, yeah. but not right now. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you making like some time for us, man. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, like we said earlier, it's uh, basically I I say a lot of this same stuff all day every day. So it's uh, just like uh, just like another dealer visit. Now, okay, last thing I got for you before you leave, and I know I said that ten minutes ago, but whatever. Um, when I spoke to Austin Hoover first time on the on the podcast, I asked him what his all time favorite Fox kit was, and he narrowed it down to this white, black, and red stuff that Ricky Carmichael wore in 2001 at Daytona. Beautiful gear. It had the big fox head on on the pants. Same thing on the jersey. He only wore that one that year, or that that race, as well as Glenn Helen later on that summer. Um, But what is it for you? What, like, all the way through the catalogs, all the way through the years, um... What's your favorite kit from Fox? Oh, that's a that's a tough question. While you were saying that, I was thinking of some. I'm I am a much more um, my, my answer is going to be much more modern than uh, you and Hoover's thoughts. The Latinese stuff from '08. <laughs> I think uh, I'm split between. There was an LE gear set that came out for Atlanta Supercross. Um, I don't even know, 2017 maybe, and it was the uh, it was Flex Air, it was the Copper Moth. The gear was all black, and it had the Moth Fox um, word Ooh, that was nice stuff. And like almost shiny gold, but it was like a copper color. Yep. I'm split between that and um, a gear set that isn't isn't technically out yet, uh, but Kenny Roxon wore it at Washougal. Um, it's a flex air gear set. It's called detonate and it is, um, pretty much all black. It has like a gray kind of cloud smoke look to it. 
and then there's like a hit of like purple pink fox head um and that either that or the copper moth that's got to be my uh my two number ones fair enough 1a 1b appreciate it connor best of luck this weekend my friend twist yeah twist, twist the throttle and uh and make something special up and out there man uh hopefully uh you'll be racing some outdoor nationals again next year as well yeah thank you that uh that's the plan and uh i appreciate the time and We'll uh, definitely uh, hopefully see you at a Canadian national here soon. I know JC was trying to talk me into it. Yes. Yeah, JC is good people. Uh, I think he's on vacation right now. Shout out to him. Fantastic family. And I would love to see you up at uh, at a national up in Canada. I think you do quite well as well. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for the time. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, let's cut it off right there.